Welcome to the Parenting Challenging Children podcast. This is Sheridan Ripley, and I'm so excited to be here today to share tips and tools to help you as you are parenting your challenging children. Today, I'm actually going to share an experience that put all my tools to the test. When Devin was around 10 years old, I had an experience that helped shift him from a very angry little boy to a much more peaceful and calm boy. It helped a lot of our challenges. It was thanks to some clearing of some birth trauma and really letting go of a lot of my fears about Devin and losing him that helped shift me and shift him. And clearing this energy and the emotions, the beliefs and blocks really helped to shift our relationship. However, I also knew I needed to learn more tools and this propelled me into learning how to help others to clear emotions, beliefs and blocks, as well as to change our thoughts and behaviors very intentionally so that we could create something new. I guess he was around 10 when that happened. And by the time he was, I want to say 14, 13 or 14, I had really shifted from doing birth work and it shifted into doing life coaching and was teaching classes and doing one-on-one work with people. And so I had been doing that a few years by the time he turned 16 when we had an experience that really put everything to the test because I had a lot of tools by now and our relationship was pretty good, much better than it had been years before. However, he still was a very challenging child. Of all my children, he was my most challenging one and would sometimes create things, maybe not intentionally, but would create situations where things would come up that would cause issues. So when he was 16, he told us he was going to go on a scout camp out with one of his friends. And instead, he snuck down to Mexico to see the start of the Baja 1000. At the time, we lived in Southern California, so it was only a few hours away. But he lied to us and put himself in this very dangerous situation. He had asked some friends to go. They said, no, that's stupid. And he went anyway. Well, when he was there, he didn't have enough money to get gas to come home. So he was trying to sell a GPS unit that was in the car. And some people lured him down an alleyway and guys jumped out and grabbed him and pulled him into a shack, stripped him down to his underwear, tied him up. And uh, yeah, it was pretty precarious situation. We knew nothing of what was going on. We had no idea. We thought he was on a camp out. But that morning, I'm guessing about the same time this happened, I had this very distinct impression that he was surrounded by evil. And I was like, what is happening? He's on a scout camp out. Like, that doesn't make any sense. And I prayed and did not feel better. And I prayed again. Still, no, not feeling better. And finally, I just prayed and I asked angels to go and help him. I prayed that they would help him see what he needs to see, that he would be able to get himself out of that situation, whatever it was. Like, I just could not even understand what could be happening. And he was in a place with no cell service, so I knew I couldn't call, but I just prayed for angels to help. And I got up from that prayer feeling much better, a sense of relief and comfort. So a few hours later, my husband got a call from the Mexican police saying they had Devin. He at first thought it was a scam and didn't believe they actually had Devin. 
And Devin was able to prove that it was him by saying grandma had put root beer in the pot roast. And so Rob was like, oh, no, it's really him. Rob drove down to Mexico to get him because they had impounded the car. And we really had no idea what had gone on. We thought he'd maybe gotten like robbed, but we didn't even understand why he was in Mexico. It was so perplexing. It was only later, once they were back in the country, that I found out what had happened. And I was so grateful that I didn't know. But he basically was able to escape to get himself untied. And I guess he and his friends used to practice tying each other up and getting themselves untied, which came in handy when he got kidnapped in Mexico. And, you know, just so many miracles, like so many miracles that I've actually written a book called The Mexico Miracle that go to Amazon and buy it. It's a great read. Everyone that has read it really has enjoyed it. The reason why I'm sharing this story is, of course, we were so happy and so grateful that he made it home safely. And it also was a very challenging time because we didn't know how to handle this situation. There are no books about what to do when your child lies to you and sneaks to Mexico and gets kidnapped. There's no book about that. I mean, I guess now there is, but there wasn't at the time. And All I could do is think, okay, I've been teaching these tools over the last few years. And yes, I had been using them to some extent, but now was really my do or die moment. Was I going to put these tools into practice and find a way for healing for Devin, for us, and for our family? I basically was all in. I'm like, yes, I have tools. I know how to help handle really hard things. And I coached myself through it, but also reached to other coaches to help coach me through it. But in the moment, I was able to coach myself because of the tools I had. And I was able to help Devin and my husband and his siblings to manage the emotions that came up and the thoughts and I did not handle everything perfectly. If you get the book, and maybe I'll share later some of the ways that I did not handle it well, including like a complete flip out at the DMV when we were going to replace his license. And oh my goodness, so many things. But what I was able to do is put the three-prong approach that I use in my coaching into effect in our lives. I cleared energy around whatever would come up, our emotions, our thoughts, and any blocks preventing us from forgiving or moving forward from this event. I do this with visualizations and other clearing tools like tapping, EFT, and that was very helpful, I think, for all of us. And then I really had to be aware of when my internal saboteurs would pop up, my judge, my internal judge, And the guilt that would come with that as I judged myself, like how could I not know where my son was? And also the judge of judging my son, like how could he lie to us and sneak to Mexico? I mean, so much judgment. My avoider really came up because like I didn't want to handle some of the things that came up. So I had to really address some of these things and be aware of them. And then being very intentional in choosing my behaviors and thoughts and helping my husband to choose behaviors and thoughts, as well as Devin too. So for me, having my daily routine already set up, I call it my M-Power routine, 
made a huge difference. I, every morning, was meditating and praying and journaling and reading scriptures. And that routine, because I already had it in place, was really my foundation for healing and my foundation for staying grounded. I'm so grateful I had that already set up and pressed forward with it. I didn't let myself get derailed. I definitely had my floor and ceiling of those, and I'm sure many days were maybe more floor level of getting those things done. Floor meaning like I do a one-minute meditation instead of my ceiling of an 11-minute meditation, etc. But I had a routine, and that's why it's one of the things I really work on with my clients to make sure they have at least one solid thing in their morning routine. Ideally, they have more, but even if you just have one solid thing you do every morning that sets you up for success in the day. So this is how I pressed forward and I helped my family press forward and heal after this experience with Devin. And I did not do it perfectly. We did not do it perfectly, but we have come a long way and definitely those tools worked. And that's why I continue to teach them. That's why I love to help other parents that have children going through challenging things because I've lived it. And I know that sometimes our kids make really dumb decisions and it hurts. It hurts them. It hurts us. We sometimes have to be the bigger person. I guess most always we as the parents have to be the bigger person and dig deep inside ourselves to heal so that we can then help support our children as they heal as well. And that is a brief explanation of what we refer to as the Mexico miracle and how I put all of these tools to the test. And they really do. I just had to come back and just add this little part. The thing that was hardest for me, and that has been, I think, the hardest part of raising Devin, is from the time I was pregnant with him, well, 25 weeks when I started having preterm labor, I had this giant fear of losing him. And I did almost lose him. I had to have an emergency cesarean at 34 weeks because I almost lost him. And then there were other things that happened. He biked off of a cliff and I almost lost him. And then he also had another biking accident where he needed emergency surgery that day and I could have lost him. And then when he got kidnapped in Mexico, I could have lost him. So all of these fears, every time they came up, I would have to deal with them. And yes, I'm so grateful that I had cleared the birth trauma that we had. So I cleared a lot of that. But then when things happen, sometimes those fears get reignited. And I had the tools to feel it, to acknowledge it and say, oh, wow, yes, this is like my deepest fear. I might lose Devin and feel it, allow myself to feel it and heal it. That to me was one of the most probably useful things in moving past it more smoothly. I knew how to breathe through feeling my emotions. I knew it was okay to feel my emotions and to acknowledge them and to know that if I feel them for 90 seconds and breathe, take nice deep breaths, it allows it to flow down and out. Not to say I won't feel it again, but it's safe to feel these things. So I just wanted to come back and add that little bit 
about feeling and how that was such a helpful tool for me in healing. Thanks for listening to the Parenting Challenging Children podcast. I am so excited that you took some time to listen today. Please subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a tip or a tool. And if this episode was helpful to you, please share it with others. You can just take a screenshot and text it, or you can share it directly from your podcast app. And leaving a review is also helpful in getting these tools into other lives. So I greatly appreciate that as well. My signature program, Parenting Challenging Children Calmly and Confidently in Only Three Months, is starting in January, and I won't be offering it again until the fall. If you are interested in learning more, please sign up for a free phone call so that we can talk and see if it's a good fit for you. Visit SheridanRipley.com to find the link.